Let me be frank. This incense corresponds with the sun. An all-purpose exorcist. Or draw in money just for fun. With gold and myrrh, a perfect match for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Frankincense is great for all to catch. As an offering, any way it is sliced. To uplift your home, burn frankincense pure, or to induce a vision. Put this resin in your mojo to empower whate'er your mission. Greetings. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an extremely serious podcast about mysticism, spirituality, and magic. One time this podcast was funny, and maybe that time will be today. What is time anyway? They say it's not real, or it's not what we think it is, or it's all happening at once, or something about how dreams are more real than our waking life, and what is real anyway. My name is Amanda Holstein. I am your host, S. Hoster, hostess, um, Hostine, Holstein is my last name. <clears throat> so, what's up? Okay, on this season of A Thousand Serious Moves, we're going through the magical and practical uses of herbs and spices, or in today's case, resins. Yes, ding, 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 our plant materia of the day is frankincense. And before we dive into the fun of frankincense, we're just going to chat as we do. So, and first, announcements. Every first Friday of the month in Marfa, Texas, I'm reading tarot in the courtyard behind Para Yavar. First Fridays, come and get yourself a tarot reading. Uh, it's been going really well. It's been a lot of fun, great success, and lots of opportunities to be of service and um, to grow as a reader also. You know, I started reading tarot. Well, really, I started with runes, which are Germanic casting stones, and then found out that I had a knack for it, and so then I got myself a tarot deck. And I got my chops from when I used to drink and use drugs, and I'd go to parties, and we I'd just, like, bring my deck and just read for people just for fun and um so I got a lot of really good experience doing that and um I thoroughly enjoy doing tarot readings you know it does involve a certain level of like making sure that keeping energetically clean and I'm not taking that shit home with me and cleaning the deck and cleaning my hands I I try I do in fact follow rules of cleanliness whenever I read tarot because that's the way that I was trained, is that it's important to keep hands clean, keep the cards clean, keep the mind clean. So if you're in Marfa and you'd like a reading, 
on the first Friday of the month, go ahead and come on by the courtyard behind Pari Avar. Or if you'd like a reading with me anyway, whether you live in Marfa or visiting or not, um, we can do it virtually. So send me an email, whether it's about a reading <clears throat> or any other questions or anything you'd like to chat about at htxoracle at gmail.com. That's htxoracle at gmail.com. And then the final announcement is I have new art and some oils up for sale on the Etsy shop. So if you haven't been to the Etsy shop in a while, <clears throat> go ahead and swing on by. I have some Crown of Success oil, Hydron the Conqueror. I have a Fiery Wall of Protection oil. And then I have some new Sator squares I'm adding. And I have some new Evil Eye pieces that I'm making as we speak and some already made. I just need to upload the photos. So check it out. Etsy.com slash shop slash Henael 777. That's H-A-N-A-E-L 777. One of the best reviews that I get whenever I make sales is I get a lot of compliments on my packaging. So if you order anything from me, it'll be sent, um, and a beautiful piece of fabric that my grandmother gave me and they usually smell good so if you're into aesthetics or if you're into i don't know whatever just check it out so i keep feeling like i need to clear my throat but every time i do it doesn't seem to make a difference hang on let me pause it so you don't have to keep hearing me clear my throat and we're back so, yes, welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. I have some notes here of what's been going on with me. My first note is inchworms. I keep seeing all these inchworms around. I thought they were caterpillars. And then I was, I was corrected. I said, oh, cool, look, caterpillars. They, like, turn into butterflies. And then someone was like, mm, those are inchworms. And... We don't really want those here. It's like, okay, speak for yourself because inchworms are super cute. In fact, where are you? There was one on my notebook, but I think I might have accidentally brushed it off thinking it was like eraser, you know, residue or whatever. So I think I just brushed it off. Sorry, inchworm. But those have been coming up a lot lately. What is the spiritual lesson of the inchworm? Take it one day at a time. Easy does it. Just recently I've been noticing a lot of growth in my life. That feels like I've been, uh, like I've never experienced this amount of growth before. And it seems like it's just happening overnight. A lot of higher power working through my life. Most of y'all know I'm in recovery, a 12-step program. So I've been working the, the 12 steps. And I'm on step nine. The step says, we made a list of all persons we had harmed Wait, no, that's step eight. 
Step nine. So step eight is we make a list of all the people that we've harmed and we become willing to make amends to them. And then step nine is where we make direct amends to such people that we've harmed, except when to do so would injure them or others. So I have been going through the process of making amends to people and institutions that I've harmed and included in that list of people is myself. And one of the ways that I've been making amends both to myself and financial amends for borrowing money is I have been learning to be financially responsible. And I used to have a resentment towards my family for my financial mm, irresponsibility. There was a sense of entitlement and like, oh, my parents never taught me how to be good with money, so poor me, you know, like pity, self-pity. And it's like, even if that's true, what am I going to do about it? You know, what am I just going to blame them forever and like never? It's like I at some point I have to do something about it. And one of the things that I'm doing about it is, well, first forgiving them. One of my sponsors said that, I was holding them in as like an expectation on them for something that they weren't capable of doing. So it was like expecting them to teach me how to money when they didn't know how to money. So that's that first layer for me of forgiving releasing the blame and then the next step of like taking responsibility from a humble place without expectations and it's been a lot of trial and error really mostly a lot of error (laughs) just like mostly error um mostly every trial involved errors because there is that still that sense of entitlement you know because I've listened to a lot of these new age folk who are like yeah money is just like energy and you just like take whatever you want it's like yes okay sure maybe but I've tried that and until I have cleared out a lot of the mental junk it has been really difficult perceived to be difficult um because there there's a lesson here that I'm learning right it's not just a lesson of just believe it and it's true and even though there is an element of truth to the power of belief There's also expanding my capacity 
for belief. And part of that includes healing the old mindset. And rather than that place of entitlement, like open my hand and where's the money, but learning, here's the catch, learning how to save money. Who knew? It's like, ding dong, you know, it's like, it's hard to have money when you're always spending it. <laughs> it's, it's hard to have money when you don't have money. Um, so that's the lesson is like learning to be financially responsible and practicing contemplating the question of what is it that I really need and so there's a a deeper spiritual element to it of I'm I am provided for and am I causing my own problems by spending money on things that I don't need that I think that I need. So in this process of making financial amends, I have set out to pay off one of my credit cards. And from Chase Bank. Shout out to Chase Bank. <laughs> and uh, you know how they get you is like when you're 23 and you're making 60 grand a year and then you get a credit card and say oh I'm gonna get flight miles and then you spend the card and then you don't pay it off and then it's like well all that money I just accrued an interest I literally could have just bought a ticket <laughs> a plane ticket you know so um but, you know, that's my journey. That's my path that I had to learn. And so, boy, I swear I had like, it was like 10 grand on this card. And so I'm like, you know what? I just need to, in, in the literature of the 12-step program I'm part of, it says that sometimes when making financial amends, we'll have to make sacrifices in order to pay off the things that we owe. So it's about clearing out the wreckage of the past. And sometimes that involves making sacrifices. And so I have been not spending money. Most, if, if you know me, you, this has like been my campaign, right? This is like almost all I'm talking about. It's like, I'm not spending money. I'm not spending money. Um, except on obviously things that are like necessary, like gas or, you know, rent and cell phone. But it's like, it's like when I have the compulsion to like buy something on Amazon, I put it in the cart and then I don't purchase it. I just leave it in the cart. I'm like, maybe tomorrow. I, I, pl I play that like just for today. Like just for today, I'm not going to spend money. Maybe tomorrow I will. So I've been saving up to be financially secure and to pay off this credit card. And so in this process of saving money, I got a letter from Chase Bank. They really live up to their name, Chase, you know. And uh, they said, you owe us 7,000 something something dollars. And I'm like, oh, really? 
I thought it was 10. And then they said, if you pay us 1500, we will clear it out. <clears throat> and I'm like, whoa, I might just be able to do that. So all hope and ancestral workings, because I've definitely been working with the ancestors on this one in terms of my recovery and healing, and also discussing with them my finances. And another element of that, as I have been saving money, is that from 2016 and 2017, I had to submit amended returns to the IRS. I know, fun. <laughs> this is like, all of that ha started to fall apart whenever is like my last years of using drugs. The IRS like came knocking at my door. Ironically, of course, the eclipse cycle was in my house of finances during 2020. And so in the process of recovery, I worked with the CPA. I've talked about that on this podcast. God bless the CPA. If you ever have t tax questions, like you're not alone. Nobody hates the IRS more than a CPA. And it's always good to have, that's, that's a good one to have in your ally uh, arsenal, like, along with a therapist and, you know, I don't know, a, a dog and a tree. It's like have a CPA in your arsenal of allies. And so I worked with the CPA and then submitted my amended returns for 2000. This is like, is this so boring hearing me talk about taxes and money? <clears throat> well, this is my story and I'm telling it to you. So, okay. So yes, I submitted both of those tax returns like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago and have been waiting for them to pay me what they owe me. And, and trust me, there's, there's very few things that feel better than the IRS owing, owing you money, like owing me money. You know, it's like, haha, bitch, like, I don't owe you, you owe me. And so I've been waiting for a year and a half for them to pay me. And that was part of the justification of not paying off the credit card was that, once I get the IRS check, then I'll just use that to pay off the credit card. But seems like that there's a lesson here that I was needing to learn of learning how to save money rather than just like relying on the windfalls. Cause I do, I get a lot of windfalls. It regularly happens. And oftentimes I don't know where it comes from or why or when. And then all of a sudden I just get a big chunk of change. So I have often lived my life just like, oh yeah, I, I just know a windfall is coming through pretty soon. And now the lesson is, yes, the windfalls are nice, but how can I actually save money and not just rely on uh, luck, basically? And so, so on Monday, I came home from taking my dog to the groomer because that is another aspect of amends to myself is and to my dog is taking him to the groomer regularly. I don't know if this makes sense to anybody who's not in 12 step, but if you're in 12 step, maybe you can identify with this of just how big of a deal that is to be able to like take responsibility and take care of the things that we are gifted to take care of. 
So on Monday after taking my dog to the groomer and we were driving back, or I was driving back, he was in the back seat just chilling. And so I go to the post office and then I just randomly get a check from the IRS for just a little, you know, a, a little bit over the amount that is due for the credit card. And so I go home and mobile deposit that shit and it clears and I call Chase Bank. I, I chase the chase. I chase them and call them and pay off the credit card. Ding dong. Victory. All praise to the highest. Thank you to my ancestors. Shout out to my sponsor. Shout out to 12-step recovery. We do recover. Life gets better. It doesn't have to get worse. When I was using drugs, my life was progressively getting worse. It wasn't horrible. There's definitely some people who have it worse, who who definitely like have it worse than me. But we always say that that's a yet, right? Like, because the disease is progressive. And so if I didn't have my holy guardian angel helping me on this path, and my ancestors, um, I could have easily gone further down the road of degradation and avoiding my problems and making things worse. Because as so often is the case, I am the one who creates my own problems. And as a result, I can find a solution out of them. And oftentimes that solution comes from consulting with others. That solution comes from looking at myself and my own part in the matter and saying, what did I do? Um, again, if you're in 12 step, this will make sense. If you're not in 12 step, think about it like it's like you're looking for a pair of shoes that's in your closet and like you can't find them. But if you clean out your closet, then you'll be able to find those shoes. It's kind of like that, except it's mm, like the IRS is involved. <laughs> so it, it can be, it, I mean, it's like very anxiety provoking the um, process of healing. It's like very much like, because it's facing your fears, right? It's like whenever I'm like not in a spiritual, I don't know if this makes sense, when I'm not in a healing modality, when I'm not looking for solutions, then the fear tends to grow, especially whenever I was using drugs. It was like every time I was using drugs, I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough. And so then the fear and the anxiety were building, which is a catch 22 because the drugs seemed to do a lot of work in terms of helping me. Um, but there was always like a price, like there was always something that was behind the scenes, that was working, that was pretty sinister, that was making it really difficult for me to confront problems. And and perceived problems seem to be much easier to address now that I'm clean. And in fact, I'm more aware of what I'm feeling. And so it makes it that much more uncomfortable whenever I don't address the problem. And so the gift is being able to address things, clear out the closet, find the shoes, find the Christian Louboutin shoes, which today, by the way, they, I saw it's Saks. They have a pair 
of Christian Louboutin shoes that have the evil eye on it. They're fucking dope. They're so good. Um, but just for today, I'm not going to buy them. So, um, anyway, yeah. So I paid off a credit card, y'all. We do recover. Life can get better. If you're struggling out there, if you've ever struggled with addiction, um, there's help out there. There's hope for you, even if you don't struggle with drug addiction, but there's just something that's eating your lunch and something that you feel like is draining your energy. There's hope for you. There's help. Like you're never stuck. Uh, call a therapist, uh, send me an email, go to a 12 step meeting, pray, meditate, talk to a tree, go for a walk, drink some water, drink some tea. Um, take a deep breath, like just take a breath, like put on some essential oils or listen to calming music, do something different, like get out of your head and into my car and do something that's going to make you feel, well, I don't want to just say different. Like, I mean, here I, oh, I'm getting a call. I don't know who that is. Should I answer it? Let me answer it. That'd be fun. Hello? It's Comcast. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, okay, that's great. Because I was, like, preaching. And I'm, like, don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not your fucking teacher. I'm not your, I don't know. Do whatever you want or whatever. So, all I do is, all I can do is just share my experience. And suggestions of things that work for me like singing um wow so i got reiki on monday i had never gotten reiki before and it was so cool i when i left the session i felt like that post mushroom glow you know when you just feel like cleared out <clears throat> so that was cool. I told her, I was like, you're my new fix. And so if you've never gotten Reiki before, I say that I liked it. And Gordon White says that all healing modalities work. And so I look at what different ways can I approach healing for myself? And Reiki was definitely one that... Um, getting a text reiki was definitely like oh that's an that's a new one to have in my arsenal i really like that um as we say in 12 steps how free do you want to be you know and i want to be fucking free and since i can't use drugs i mean i guess i could but since i have been instructed that based on the path that i'm on that i ought to stay clean and sober and so Reiki was a great alternative for me. And so is singing today, apparently. Okay, so um, so Reiki was dope. Uh, I'm definitely going to look more into that. I know you can, like, do it on yourself, too. I heard the, the difference between, like, Reiki and shamanism is that, like, shamanism utilizes the energy of the shaman in order to heal the patient and reiki pulls on the uni pulls on the energy of the universe so even the reiki master actually feels 
energized after the session rather than it draining their energy. So that's cool. I'm all about lightening the load again without the use of drugs. And I was even reading something that Josephine McCarthy wrote about hallucinogens for magician. Cause that's been my big question, right? For like a year and a half that I've been clean is what's so wrong with hallucinogens and doing magic while on hallucinogens it's one of my favorite things to do and it's about working with angels and how powerful these entities are and how very draining it can be whenever the barrier is removed whenever one is on hallucinogens it removes the filters and so she said it can be nuclear the effect that it has on the magician and that those barriers and filters are actually set up as protective measures uh, to keep the magician safe and that the angels still communicate with the magician in the magician's own language of what they are of with what they are familiar with what they are familiar with. The, the angels use the vocabulary that the magician already has in their head and in their experience and speaks to them through those symbols. So there's actually no need to utilize hallucinogens when doing magic. And actually, they, actually, they can be harmful. And yes, I have read that in the book. And that was very reassuring for me to read. And it also bridge the gap of my experience because if I were to just read that in a book perhaps as a drug addict it would be difficult for me to just say yeah but let me try it anyway and I have tried it anyway and what I read matched my experience and I didn't realize at the time but the last time that I took a not even, I mean, it's a hero's dose. It was like four hero's dose. It was probably like a full ounce. And, you know, I've talked about that story here on A Thousand Serious Moves where I met Father Time and this giant serpent told me to kill myself. And uh, I couldn't get off the bathroom floor. And I couldn't, I couldn't do any recitations and or banishing uh, psalms. I was on the floor and completely powerless. Like I couldn't even utter the words of protection. And so now I see what Josephine McCarthy was talking about, about hallucinogens, removing those barriers because then the powers of the entities can be so great that it, it drains our power and then we literally don't stand a chance. Because I was laying on the bathroom floor and could not get up and could not utter the words to protect, to for protection or to clear out the energy. So that was really a beautiful reminder for me. Just for me, you know, uh, if you if you can do drugs, you should do drugs. Just kidding, but do whatever you want, you know. Um, I, I, what I'm saying is that like, I, this is not an anti-drug podcast by any stretch of the imagination. Um, <clears throat> I don't condemn it. I think drugs are great. Well, you know, by drugs, I'm talking about like hallucinogens and marijuana and, you know, or maybe they're not great. Maybe it's whatever you want it to be. 
maybe it doesn't have to be good or bad. Maybe they just are. And yes. So thank you for listening to these words I have been saying. This whole episode, I've been fidgeting with this set of blue colored pencils. Yes, going back to that, taking only what you need um, and not spending money. I've been working with the materials that I have as I've been making new art. Because I'm, I'm working less hours at the Botanica now. I, I work on Fridays and Saturdays if you want to come by Ocotillo Botanica and Marfa. Um, and then the rest of the time I'm, I'm working on art and I'm writing and doing this podcast apparently. And so making new art with what I have and learning to get creative. And I thought that I needed a couple of new supplies. So I went to Marfa Art Supply today and they were closed. And then on the, on the door was a sign that said, get creative. So I'm like, Yep, you know what? Got to get creative with what I have and use only what I need and really think about utilizing what I already have available to me rather than constantly consuming and buying more and instead working within the parameters of what I do have. And so learning that restraint, that very like Saturnine, the planet Saturn, like very Saturnine, um, wisdom of restraint and discipline and thinking about the long run. So we out here growing, learning, maturing, la-di-da. Thank you. So that's a good point to transition to frankincense. So as you might recall from the Bible, frankincense, gold, and myrrh were given to the alleged baby Jesus from the three kings. What I understand about the symbolism of frankincense is it's a very it's it's associated with the sun. And so frankincense typically I've read, heard, and experienced is associated with sunrise. And then myrrh is associated with sunset. And then gold is obviously the metal associated with the sun so thinking about christ as the sun the son of god and oftentimes he's compared to osiris or ra who are also associated with the sun and when we go to bed at night we go down into the underworld and then we arise again every day a new day with the sun good morning to you i say I say in the morning, good morning, today is a new day. Today is the best day of my life. A fresh start, rebirth, every morning we are reborn. So if you'd like to celebrate the rising of the sun, burning frankincense during your morning prayers would be utterly appropriate as one faced the east the direction wherein the sun rises. Another note here is frankincense I see as one of the most powerful, diverse, catch-all, 
necessary ingredients for the mystic or magician's arsenal. If you're a magician, you already know that. Um, I find even frankincense essential oil to be very helpful, not just as a magician, but as a person, because it clears away negativity. It keeps negative spirits and parasites away. So if you're about to go out into the world or to a place where there's a large crowd or there might be a lot of negativity, perhaps you would like to put on frankincense oil. And you'll notice that there will be some people who will want to stay away from you. And those people are likely heavily parasited. And then you will also notice that there will be some people who will be drawn to you and comforted by your presence because you are wearing this purifying oil known as frankincense. I also like to put frankincense oil on my tarot cloth, the cloth that I wrap my tarot cards in, in order to help keep them clean energetically and to keep negative and lower vibrational entities away. I was talking to my partner earlier today and we were speaking about how much we look forward to a future wherein negativity isn't cool anymore, where gossip isn't cool anymore, and where in a group setting, if someone starts to gossip, it's not accepted. Or when someone starts to be negative, it's very clear, like everyone put a, puts up a mirror where it's very clear that we don't want that negativity around. It can be difficult to be around negativity and to speak up. And sometimes we can just say nothing. We can just put on our frankincense oil. And if we don't have anything nice to say, then we don't say anything at all. And it's a practice of learning how to respond when others around us are being negative. And it's also thinking about being a warrior for the good. Or if you do yoga, a peaceful warrior, a humble warrior, a warrior who stands for positivity and for love and for healing rather than hurting others with our words. And so how can I heal myself so that I show up to the table and to the world with positivity and I can ask for wisdom and guidance from ancestors or a higher power or a treat or um, an, a confidant of how to address a situation which I feel uncomfortable in. I don't have to do it alone. So frankincense 
is great for all-purpose clearing. So it is recommended that if you are burning frankincense, to burn it on a swift light charcoal and to grind up the resin into a powder and burn the resin as such, rather than buying it in the incense sticks. You can buy it in an incense stick, but oftentimes we don't know what else is in the blend of the incense stick. And sometimes those pre-made sticks can actually have ingredients in them that actually attract lower level entities. And so if you were to be interested in having a ritual set up, buying swift light charcoal and placing it in a heat safe dish, like a, like a brass jar or container with some frankincense resin on top of the charcoal. If you just go on Amazon, type in swift light charcoal, um, you would see what I'm talking about. And the frankincense can be placed on top of the charcoal. And that's a great purifier of the air. It's a great easy cleanser of the air. Um, you know how people use Palo Santo or sage to smudge? Frankincense um, is like that, but it can also be utilized for and blended together for um, all types of incense. It really can, it can attract love, it can attract wealth, it can attract luck, it drives away evil. It's really just a great catch-all. And let's see what else... Yeah, so that's that's about it, my friends. I'm going to read the poem again. So again, check out my Etsy shop. Uh, send me an email for a tarot reading. Check out the show notes for any um, anything else. And thank you for listening. Share with your friends. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And here now is our poem once again for Frankincense. Let me be frank. This incense corresponds with the sun. An all-purpose exorcist. Or draw in money just for fun. With gold and myrrh, a perfect match for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Frankincense is great for all to catch. As an offering, any way it's sliced. To uplift your home, burn frankincense pure, or to induce a vision. Put this resin in your mojo to empower whatever your mission is.